Logos and Trivical podcast. I'm Chance Lunsford. I'm also Logos and Trivical. Maybe you're also Logos and Trivical. While you're thinking about that, let me introduce today's special guest. I have with me the one, the only, the Mr. John McAfee. And this is a man who, uh, boy, he really needs an introduction if you know who he is. But if you don't, he's a man who has sort of been all over the world doing all kinds of things from being a software genius to being an extreme freedom advocate to being pursued by those who maybe are not as extreme in their advocacy of freedom to uh, speaking up on all kinds of issues that pertain to personal sovereignty and the person having, uh, you know, control over their own person and their interactions with the world and pointing out to so many people that maybe you should open your eyes and look around at the world and see what's going on instead of just uh, accepting what you're told and, and running with that. Um, and with that very brief introduction, thank you for coming on the podcast. It's a pleasure to have you here. And why don't you fill in any gaps you feel are relevant on that, uh, who you are and what you do there. <laughs> no gaps to fill in. Thank you very much for having me on. I'm, I'm honored that, that you asked me. Yeah, it's my pleasure. And, um, you know, I guess, number one, a lot of people especially in recent years, are familiar with you because of your cryptocurrency advocacy, Bitcoin in particular, but, but others as well. And I, I wonder, why is that such a central uh, sort of pillar in your platform of personal sovereignty? Well, I think most people don't realize uh, what role currency plays in their lives. If you think about it, uh, currency is the basis of everything that you do or think or want. Uh, you can't pay rent without currency. You can't buy a house. Uh, you can't send your children to school or buy them clothes or get medical attention for them. You can't buy transportation or ride on transportation unless you're hitchhiking. It is the basis of everything in your life and whoever controls that basis controls you think about this um, they can inflate the currency and make it worthless for you or deflate it and make it more valuable for those who have <laughs> lots of it um, they can monitor it through the central banking system based on fiat currencies to see where it goes, who gets it, how much is going, what you're buying, on and on and on. So the person controlling currency or the entity controlling currency is the entity controlling you. So cryptocurrency, who controls it? Who controls Bitcoin? Is there a Bitcoin incorporated <laughs> that you can go to to file complaints or or send letters of praise. No, there's no Bitcoin Inc. There's no Bitcoin manager. There's no Bitcoin boss, director, president. No, we the people own it and run it. It is a decentralized, distributed, trustless system. Trustless meaning I don't have to trust your sorry ass because the blockchain is recording forever this transaction and if you fuck me over the world's gonna know <coughs> end of story 
and you'll be out of business. So it doesn't require trust. It just requires common sense. So cryptocurrency, and by the way, not all cryptocurrencies are <laughs> have no centralized control. There are quite a few that do, in fact, by unscrupulous people, uh, are connected to some control mechanism. But the majority, the good ones, Monero, you know, the um, uh, Ethereum, Bitcoin, um, are systems that nobody can control you by. Now, with Bitcoin and Ethereum, someone can still watch you. They can still see what's in your wallet, where it's going, where it came from, providing you've done business with somebody so that we have your wallet address. Um, but with privacy coins, you can't even do that. can't do anything. With Monero, everything is both anonymous and private. Hmm. No one can see what's in a Monero wallet. No one can trace a Monero transaction or an Apollo transaction back to its source or Zcash, although <laughs> Zcash is a difficult privacy coin to use. I'm not saying it's not private. I'm just saying you need to have some technical competence, I think. I'm not dissing it. Um, but with the privacy coins, and especially the proliferation now of distributed exchanges, it does not matter what governments choose to legislate. It does not matter what laws they want to enact to inhibit, restrict, or make illegal your use of cryptocurrency. It's like marijuana. I mean, that's been illegal for 75 years. I mean, half of, half of America smokes marijuana, okay? Um, prohibition in, in America during uh, from 1920 to, to 1933, alcohol was prohibited, illegal, massive penalties for possession, trading, buying, or drinking. And yet we consumed more alcohol during prohibition than at any time. Certain things can't be regulated. Cryptocurrency is one of them. I speak about this. I, I go out and, and tell people how to avoid paying their taxes, how to get around the government. And that's why I'm sitting in a tin foil room <laughs> in an undisclosed location in an unnamed country. I mean, every country in the world is pissed at me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can take your tinfoil hat and shove it up your ass. I got a tinfoil tent. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> I have, I've been following cryptocurrency for a long time, and it's cool to me. I like it. I liked it. I liked it a long time ago, and I was mining Bitcoin on my work computer just out of sort of curiosity and, and interest and um it's i love the decentralized platform and i also i like the i like the node consensus idea that it's not just one person who's saying hey this this is the way things are it's no we all have to you know and some of them are different levels but some you know like bitcoin with its 100 percent consensus like you don't this doesn't happen until every person is aware that this is happening or you know every node is aware that this is happening and agrees okay this is the deal now it can pass yes. through and sort of gatekeeping and we all agree we all saw it we all saw it we all agree we saw it it happened that's the beauty and i think too one of the things that i'm most excited about as far as cryptocurrency goes is 
everything else that can be backpacked upon the technology of blockchain and smart contracts because once cryptocurrency becomes more ubiquitous and, and, and accepted by a wider audience, then people start getting interested in, well, how the fuck does this even work? And they look at it and they go, oh, well, there's these cool things and hey, you know, we could track a lot of other stuff or keep a lot of other things honest, you know, inherently honest by the very emergent mechanism of the technology so that I don't have to trust you and you don't have to trust me and nobody has to know about it beyond this action happened at this time between these two anonymous names and you can track it down and everything like you said but it's just a catalog and i love the idea that there's a three of everything and i have a friend friend's a strong word i have a pal i suppose his name is uh grit colt is what he called himself and we got to talking one day about perhaps um using or taking blockchain technology all the way to the point of encapsulating sort of entire universes into the blockchain and that that might actually be how that universe actually works is blockchain technology and then it kind of got out there but i guess the point is i wonder where you see some of these technologies beyond just the currency aspect which is fundamental to freedom and everything but there's a lot of other stuff out there that these technologies are powerful for and i wonder kind of what you see down the road as far as what will be made available to the people through this well i think eventually almost everything will rely upon the blockchain. Uh, there is nothing that it cannot be applied to. I mean, imagine if in ancient history we had had the ability uh, to record on something equivalent to the blockchain historical events. But we'd know a completely different history today, would we not? Because history, what is history? History is the record of commerce, <laughs> right? Uh, the uh, the Spanish went into uh, northeastern Mexico, landed on the Yucatan Peninsula, found a bunch of Mayans living there with hundreds of thousands of books uh, with knowledge about celestial mechanics, when to plant corn and all this stuff. And so <laughs> what did we do? Well, we burned all the books except for four. Okay, called the codices. Um, and we wrote the history. So nobody has a fucking clue what really happened in history. We have a one sided perspective. The history, as would have been written, written by the losers, is not written. End of story. So if we'd had the blockchain, not only would we understand more about history, but we would understand more about ourselves. Hmm as humans because we would have a correct and true record of human reaching and arrogance and war and anger and love uh, and and grace generosity and greed we know more about ourselves so if we started today future generations would be much better for it. So there's nothing that the blockchain cannot be applied. If you can apply it to history, for fuck's sake, you can apply it to anything. Uh, but that's not my focus. I wish it were, because I, I've, I have a very scientific mathematical bent, and my mind would like to go there. But I'm 74, and I have children and grandchildren, and so does much of the world. 
and I have an obligation at this point, because we what the fuck do I want that 74 that I have not had <laughs> thousands of times mm. and don't need anymore? Um, I have one thing, and that is a desire to leave this world in a better position than I arrived in it. We all should have that. And so those things would improve, but they can't improve the world until we first free ourselves from overburdened governance, mm -hmm. governments that have gone wild and overreaching in power. And we all know that power corrupts. And the more power, the more corrupt you get. This is just something that can't be changed. So governments have too much of it. We need to take it away from them. Why? Well, we created the fucking government in America for one purpose, to serve us. <laughs> Do you feel served, America? Do you feel served? I mean, if you do, get the fuck out of your mother's closet and see the real world. Because I don't, and everyone I know does not. But do we serve the government? Fuck yes. Our roles have been reversed. Until that is fixed, it does not matter what we develop technologically because it will be used by those in power, which is our fucking government, not for our benefit, but for its benefit. Government has become almost like a living fucking organism with one goal in mind, self-preservation. No, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The government exists at our leisure. The people take back the fucking power, people. Do not let this travesty, this horror, this satanic revolution within government continue. Kick the motherfuckers out. You still have a vote. I've had my say. <laughs> Look, there's, there's something I just want to chuck in here real quick. <clears throat> You know, government's created essentially out of safety and convenience. Um, if, if there's an army, the government's created out of safety and convenience. You, you want a standing army, and, you, and a lot of people feel like, well, I can't put one together. And it's like, well, maybe it'd be easier if we just all said we're going to pitch in on the roads, and then somebody ran, for example. It doesn't mean you can't do it. It's just sort of convenient to do it that way. It's like, hey, maybe there's a little griff, maybe there's a little this, maybe there's a little that. I guess it is what it is. But you have this threshold right here. It's like, okay, government's founded, it's little, it's little, it's little. And then you cross into a bureaucracy that is, is bigger than it needs to be. And then it starts serving itself. And like you said, it just becomes like a parasitic organism that just sort of eats all that can and bloats and bloats and bloats until eventually, you know, you either sort of like take the resources back out of it where it pops and you have, you have something a little less, a little less uh, orderly than maybe like a structured dismantling of some of the things that have been in place. And I, I talked to Adam Kokesh on this podcast recently about sort of the, the platform maybe some of you guys are running onto, like, here's how we're going to actually do that. And I, I asked him about, 
I asked him this question. I said, well, what are you going to do about that red dot on your forehead the day that you win that election? And he said, well, I don't, you know, I don't really give a fuck. I've already been a soldier. What are they going to do? Threaten my life again? And I, I guess I just wonder, you know, you're, you're gallivanting all over the world and they're doing everything they can to lock you up. And then you say, well, I've got the dirt on you. Fuck you. Let me out of here. I'm going where I'm going. And they say, oh yeah, you got the dirt on us. You're out of here. You only got a couple years left anyway. So <laughs> well, I guess we'll just let you go. But I wonder, you know, you talked about your kids and your grandkids. I got three daughters. This world and the future of it's important to me too. And I guess I just wonder from your perspective, what do you think the chances are of waking up enough people to make this happen before a world governing body is imposed and total control is placed upon us and it's so locked in that it, be, it seems impossible to, to remove the constraints? Let me address your first points first, if I may. Sure. Uh, the Army, purpose of government, one of them is to provide security and safety. <laughs> Let's talk about a couple of things. Um, what does our military, what is the focus of our military? We have long distance stealth bombers, okay? <laughs> it's not exactly a, a fence to keep people out. No, it is an offensive weapon which we use constantly to bomb the Middle East or whoever we damn well please. We have submarines armed with nuclear missiles. We have ships capable of firing and hitting a pinpoint target from 100 miles away. We need the fucking army because we have pissed off the whole fucking world. Of course, we need security. Everybody hates us. Our army for defense has turned into a military for offense. Making sure, Russia, you better stand in line, goddammit, or we're going to bomb you. Middle East, you better stand in line. North Korea, we don't, even, we don't even give a shit what you say, but just watch your mouth. We may wipe you off the face of the earth. That's what we use our military for. Well, fuck. That shit? Bring everybody home. Listen, what happens in the Middle East? What are you going to do about it? Do you speak Arabic? Do you speak Farsi? What do you know about the in-depth subtleties of the Muslim religion? What do you know about their political alliances? And how much do you know about their history exactly? Nothing, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Why are we there? To help? How can a bunch of ignorant people <laughs> help? or advise in something they know nothing about. This is the fucking problem. So of course, of course, we got to spend 16 goddamn trillion dollars on military because the whole world hates us. <laughs> what, if we home? what if we stay home and say, seriously, people, I am sorry. I don't know what happened. We went fucking crazy. Please, God, forgive us. We're coming home. Now, please, just leave us the fuck alone, and we will leave you alone. And if we, in fact, left the fucking world alone and stopped meddling for our interests, what does our interests mean? The interests of our corporations and all the goddamn money that's being shuffled back to America by <laughs> agreements 
and situations that are forced by our military in favor of our corporations. Please, God, let's stop. Hasn't helped us, has it? Hasn't given us any more freedom. It's given us less freedom. The more power our government is, the less free we become. So, no. You ask about the army? We don't need what we have. We don't need one-tenth of what we have. Believe me, we are, <laughs> number one, we're, we're heavily armed country. <laughs> Please, God, anybody that wants to invade Alabama <laughs> or Mississippi or Georgia, be my fucking guest. So, <laughs> Uh, that, answers, that answers that question. The next question where Adam said, well, you know, he's not afraid of the Donna. He is not going to sit in that fucking chair, and neither am I, and neither is anybody in the Libertarian Party. Can't we please get real with ourselves? We look like fucking idiots when we're <laughs> in a debate. Hang on. We're in a debate, and someone says, Mr. McAfee, what will you do? your first day in office. And I'm thinking, did I actually hear that? Do you realize this is being televised and the world is watching us? And the world knows 100 fucking percent we ain't going to be in that office. No one sitting in that chair from the Libertarian Party. In fact, nobody outside of the Republicans and the Democrats are going to sit in that fucking chair until the system is fixed. And they ask me, what are you going to do? My last debate in 2016, I lost it. I said, please, God, will you ask me a rational fucking question? Because that is not a rational question. And what are you going to do about the Middle East? Well, how do I fucking know? And how do you? And how does anybody? We don't know. We got no fucking real knowledge. The CIA feeds information to the executive branch, which whispers it into the ear of the media, which twists it in water away and feeds it to us, and we think we know. Please, God, we're in the dark. Our government is shrouded in mystery and darkness. And you ask me what I'm going to do about something? Good God, can't we focus on the real fucking problem? The real problem is that goddamn veil, that secrecy, that darkness, that mystery behind the veil. You need to drop that shit. The government is allowed to have whatever secrets it wants, but are people allowed? Fuck no. They're trying to break into encryption so we can't have those secrets. This is reverse. This started out that we have the right to privacy. The government doesn't. We elected you, goddammit. I want to see what you're doing. If you're hiding behind the door and I elected your ass, then you get the fuck out. Isn't that more rational than the system we have? So please, I, I, I'm not dissing you in any way, but the questions you're asking me, sir, just aren't relevant to reality. Next question. <laughs> Look. I'm sorry. Have, I, no, I, no, I, I don't mean like, to be aggressive. You might have felt like you're beating me up, but I'm asking the questions I'm asking for a reason. And it's not just like... Oh, that's fine. Hey, you may ask whatever you want, as long as I'm allowed to answer any way that I want. So no, yeah, go ahead, sir. Please. You're a friendly person. I'm, I'm, enjoying, I'm enjoying this interview. Don't take me wrong, please. All right? I'll, no, I'll, I'll key you in on a little bit of what I'm doing here. When I have this podcast, <laughs> okay. I, try to, I try to play ask, the dumbest Ask away, my friend. And when I'm the dumbest ask person away. in the room, 
I, I get something like that from you and it allows me to just be like, look, look, you guys, look, <laughs> look, that's what I'm trying to tell you. That's, that's what I'm trying to tell you because the reality is I always tell people, it's like, oh, I'm a Democrat, I'm a Republican. It's like, these are marionettes of the same puppeteer. Would you stop with this nonsense? You're a Democrat or a Republican. That's what you say. It's who's the puppet master though. Stop being an idiot. And who's the issue? It's not, it's not who's the puppet master. It's the fact that the system is broken, okay? And listen, I mean, let's get a metaphor. If you've got a car, an automobile with a frozen steering wheel, it doesn't matter who the fuck is driving. It's gone. Let's see the truth of this. And that's what we have. We have a broken system. And you want to put someone in a chair where nothing works and expect them to do something? No, it doesn't care if you grab some derelict from the street that barely can read and write, and they can spend the entire four years in office in a drunken stupor. It's not going to make any difference. It's not. The system has to be fixed first. So look, we're, we're closing in on the half hour mark here. Um, and yes, I, I we are. want this. To so let, let's do, let's do one more. Let's do one more question. Your favorite question. And I will give it at my absolutely best effort at a good answer. How's that? Here's, yeah, yeah, exactly. And here's, here's where I want this to land at. We, we started talking about cryptocurrency and kind of went off in these different areas, but I want to return to that one. because all the stuff that you just talked about and all the, all the corruption and the power and the exploitation that comes from a federal government, the second that we sever their ability to control the currency, they can't enforce that anymore because they can't pay any of the gunslingers. That if they don't control the money, they don't control the power anymore. We do, and then it's, and then it's an, an immediate reversal. So I just I, I want to just maybe hear some final thoughts on that measure to help enlighten the folks out there. Okay, this is why I'm in hiding, and I've been on the run for as long as I can remember. Uh, it's because I'm telling people the truth. The system's broken. Well, how do you fix? You've got a runaway automobile. What do you do? You stop giving it gas. You stop <laughs> filling up the gas tank. And the problem will solve itself. Good God. How do you stop giving it gas? You take away the number one source of its income. What is that? Income taxes. What a miraculous idea they had in 1913. Because prior to 1913, we had no income taxes, period. It's 1913, so I said, I've got a great idea. The Constitution says we can do nothing to inhibit or restrict an ability to, to earn a living. And it does appear that if we steal 30% of his income, that might restrict his ability to make a living. But let's do it anyway. We're clever people. Let's get around it somehow, and that's what they did. Well, we are clever people too, just the people. And our technology has given us for the first time, the first time in 105 years, the ability to reverse that nightmarish, twisted thinking, that horror of slavery imposed in such a subtle fashion by turning off the gas, by 
shutting it down. Because if we stop believing that they can they can stop us because they can't, they can't legislate, they can't make it go away, it won't. It's out of Pandora's box, people, and it ain't going back in. And if we don't buy all the smoke and mirrors of things like Facebook's uh, Libra and and um, uh, government's attempt to make their own cryptocurrency, which is just another form of slavery, say, well, go ahead and make it, but I'm not using it. I'm going to use Monero or, or SafeX or Apollo or Bitcoin or something. And we really utilize privacy coins and distributed exchanges. Then they can not stop us. And please realize that what I just told you, what I just said in the open to the public is risking my life. Please see the deadly seriousness of what I am doing. Please, God, people, this is not some fancy, some, you know, some nice idea, some entertainment. No, no, good God, this is your lives. This is your life and the life of the people you love and of your children and grandchildren and future generations. This is the life of America. And I am telling you a secret openly that will cause my death if I am collected. See the seriousness and the infinite beauty and promise and potential future from what I am doing and saying and take it to your heart. And thank you so much for having me on the program. I do appreciate it. And I must go now. Very good. Thank you for taking the time. You're welcome, sir. Uh, send me a link if you would, um, when it's ready. Absolutely. Or actually send it send it to Miss Jan. Come here. Okay. Hey, Jan. Hi. Okay. Janice <laughs> How is, are you? <laughs> Janice is constantly by my side. Yes. Keeping me straight, uh, keeping me from wandering off the track. Um, and keeping me on time, because if it were not for Janice, we wouldn't have gotten together. I, I simply have too much to fucking do. So I would have said, absolutely, and then totally forgotten it. And four weeks later, he said, well, when are we doing that interview? And I would go, interview? What fucking interview? But Janice <laughs> remembers. And, and she'll say, today you have two interviews. What time, baby? Seven o'clock and ten, or whatever. So, in any case... <laughs> This, is the this was a great interview. I th yeah, you are wonderful. Thank you. You know why you're wonderful? You let me talk <laughs> without interrupting. I know I ramble and I talk for five minutes straight and that annoys some people. Um, but you you were very polite to an old man and just uh, kept your peace until I shut up. So this woman is, hang on, <laughs> this woman is the love of my life. And the reason for my existence and the strength behind every every one of my actions. Because here's the truth. I don't have to be doing this. Mm -hmm. 
I could easily be sitting by the banks of a river on some idyllic stream in pleasant spring weather with a fishing rod and a picnic basket and a bottle of wine and this woman and living an idyllic life till the end of my existence. But I chose, chose not <laughs> to do that. So here we are. And I hope that at least one of you out there heard the intent of, of this interview and will talk to one other. That's all we need. <laughs> That's all we need. And if two of you heard it and you talk to two others, good God, if you know anything about the powers <laughs> of multiplication, then soon, very soon, the entire world will wake up. Yes. Sorry. I heard it. I heard the intent, and I know you heard the intent, Chance. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. And, and look, just... Before we go, just let me reiterate, thank you to both of you. I really appreciate you taking the time, and, and I think this is important for people to hear, and I'm excited to present it to everybody, and uh, just uh, be well, and if you ever need anything, feel free to reach out to me. I mean, I'm not a man of um, great power and influence, but I'll do what I can to assist. Here's what we may need eventually. I'm sure that the government is putting pressure on, on Twitter to shut me down for for whatever national <laughs> security reasons or whatever. If that happens, I will need help getting my voice up. So. Well, you got you, an sir. ally over here, so. All right, thank you very thank much. Thank you. All sure. right, bye-bye. Yep. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. All right. Okay, you too. Be safe. <laughs> thank you. Look, I don't usually do this after a podcast. But you got to understand that dude is something else. Think about what he's been through and been willing to sacrifice to deliver the message that you, person who's listening to this voice right now, are a sovereign individual who has every right and indeed every obligation to look after themselves and those who are within their own responsibility, your children to lend a hand to the community, your neighbor. Where is it that along the way we forgot that the hand that you offer your neighbor has a thousand times the impact than the dollar that you feed to your government? Why is it that we've allowed ourselves to elect these people who are shoe-ins because of their connections to the people who continue to manipulate the system to perpetuate their own greedy designs? And to be honest, those people even are caught up in the very same system. They just happen to be conscripted in a different flow than you, a different channel of power. They're the exploiter class, not the exploited. And this is not a communist manifesto. This is not a, this is not a call for collectivism. This is a call for a collection sovereign individuals to decide of their own will and volition to take the power of their own lives back into their own hands simultaneously and to say fuck you to the people who try to hold on to the power that controls the flow and direction of your life you see because 
if you cede the power over your own life to another person, they don't use that power to maximize your benefit. They never do. They use that power to maximize the benefit to their lives and their fucking friends and their pals. That's what happens. You know, John talked about the idea that power corrupts. And the more power you have, the more corrupt it becomes. And I have a caveat on that note. Personal power doesn't corrupt. In fact, it does the opposite. It purifies and it cleanses corruption from the soul. Because when you take power over yourself and you say, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. These are the arts that I'm creating. This is the project that I'm working on. This is the body that I'm building. This is the world that I'm living in. This is the mind state that I'm existing in. That's the definition of empowerment. But if you use your person and your influence and your cognitive abilities to say, I'm going to use my power to influence you to do the things that I want you to do, even if it comes to doing that against your will, coercion. I'm going to coerce you to do things that are against your will and against your best interest because I want to see them done. That's fucked up to do to one person. What if you did that to 10 people? What if you did that to a thousand people? You, you person listening. What if you used your extensive network, weaponry, influence over the monetary system, influence over the culture, influence over the availability of information to convince people to work for you against their own best interests and to convince them in a way that makes them think that it's absolutely fundamentally required and immoral not to do that? What if you did that to a million people? or a billion, or seven billion. And do you see now why John's call to take the power back through currency is so powerful? If you don't have money, how do you build the nukes? If you don't have money, how do you build the tanks? If you don't have money, how do you build the intercontinental ballistic missiles? If you don't have the money, how do you build the submarines? If you don't have the money, how do you pay the soldiers? If you don't have the money, how do you fund the bureaucracy? If you don't have the money, how do you buy off the media? If you don't have the money, how do you buy off the lobbyists? If you don't have the money, how do you pay off the politicians? You don't. You can't. Because that's the only language they speak. And when you remove their ability to read, they're illiterate and immobile. And because you know this, and because John has some sort of notoriety and had a whole bunch of fucking money from creating antivirus shit back in the day, so people knew his face and cared what he had to say because he was among the elite class, and he told you, how about you murder the elite class figuratively? by taking the power back and taking the currency back and using something that serves you the way that you intended it to and there can be no intervention or influence by the government because they can't get their grubby, greedy little hands in the pie. And now he's on the run. And I have the video and you don't get to see it right now. But he literally was in a tinfoil tent. And I know a lot of you don't believe that he goes through the stuff that he goes through. But he posts real evidence of it all the time. I don't know how much of his persona is hyperbole. I don't really care because the principles that he's representing are true. Some of the things that he goes through, if not all of them are true, 
I know he has fun with everybody too because he's a jokester and he's a funny guy and he's a free, dumb, loving person. And because he loves freedom and he wants you to have access to more of the freedom that you birthright, <laughs> he's a wanted man. So I know I ranted and rambled on here for a minute, but this was a short conversation with a dude who is running for president of the United States while well, he's not welcome in the United States and is being pursued and hunted by certain three-letter agencies in the United States. And he revealed a lot of things to you in this conversation, like how the CIA controls the flow of information to the executive branch or the, you know, the sort of collective government intelligence apparatus, which the CIA has been running forever. It's like I told people the other day on Twitter, it's always the CIA. They got people everywhere. They got their fingers in every plot. It's always the CIA. And John told you, it's the CIA feeds the executive, who feeds the media, who twists it however they want. And that's the information that you get exposed to every day. I've talked to you people about narrative warfare and the reality of the manipulation of the powers that be since I joined this fucking internet revolution. And now you just heard from a guy who's had hundreds of millions of dollars in his life. He's been all over the world and he's done all the craziest shit you can ever imagine and then some that you can't. And after all that, he's still being pursued because all he wants for you is the ability to be as free as you choose to be. Think about that. And then ask yourself if that's the America that you want to live in. And then ask yourself if you think anywhere else is any better or if they're even worse than that. And then ask yourself, what am I going to do about that? And then go support the people who are trying to assist you in taking back your freedom. And on that note, this has been the Logos and Trivical Podcast. I've been Chance Lunsford. You heard from John McAfee. And this has all been allegedly. We're out. We here at the Logocentrifugal Podcast work hard to bring you the highest quality audio, the best editing, and the most professionalism of any podcast on the market. Either that or we do the exact opposite. Either way, consider supporting the podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can support the podcast by supporting the podcast. There's a link somewhere, and I encourage you to click the link to support the podcast professionally. Thank <laughs> you.